Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm your announcer. We are pleased to be using our one talent to the glory of God with a desire to grow our brothers and sisters in Holy Communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The truth is revealed in the growth of the podcast in 47 countries, as well as the encouraging comments and heartfelt questions you have all sent us. We thank you for listening and sharing your experiences in prayer. And now, we are very excited to announce our October surprise. Fred also has a celebration announcement. And speaking of our host, here he is now. My friend and yours, Fred. Thank you once again, Richard, for those very kind words and your appreciation of everyone who listens. The last extended introduction, I forgot to mention how much I just appreciate most of all your friendship. And for those of you out there, I don't think we've discussed it before. Richard and I met just a few years before our mutual retirements, and I am really thankful for his continued friendship. We are coming up now to the middle of October in our October surprise, and I wanted to, at this point, truncate the introduction. Uh, Richard, by the way, that means Jordan. (laughs) Just so everybody has a little less to wade through. Quickly then, again, I want to thank everybody for listening and the encouragement that that is to me. There's been some really fantastic growth this year. And as we again thank you and Richard, obviously... Our gratitude to God is uppermost in our minds. He's given us salvation. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And it's through his mercies that this lowly slave of his even has a chance to encourage anyone who listens to a life of prayer, to a conversation with God. So thank you, Jesus, for that. His mercies also allow and even encourage us to our close communion with him. Indeed, as we have been hearing, J.C. Ryle reminds us prayer is a command. And as it is my proclivity to stress our growing peace and assurance and joy and comfort as we make prayer our daily habit, our conversation with God, a consistent part of our lives, we again are spending this month with Pastor Ryle. He lived, and I misspoke in the first introduction, he lived in the 19th century. And we are reminded of how critical prayer is. As an act of obedience, which it is, we find our way into the presence of the Holy Father, our obedient Savior, the Son, and the indwelling Holy Spirit who energizes us in the graces of God. Thank you once again for listening. And now, let's go to the episode. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and once again, I am the podcast principal. Thank you, Jesus, that he allows that to be so. We are in day 19 of our October surprise. It's gone by pretty quickly, at least for me. And, of course, I'm a little bit behind, but we are catching up. I hope you've been enjoying it. I've been praying that you're enjoying it as much as I am. Enjoying listening to really smart people is is a real joy. And that's why I appreciate your patience when you listen to me. And uh, that's why I'm hoping you relish the times when you don't have to listen so much to me, but get to listen to really smart people. 
when we when we go over these lessons in prayer. And we are going through a very dedicated man, J.C. Ryle, and his treatise on A Call to Prayer for Christians. And we've looked recently at the power of the Holy Spirit yesterday about being in earnest with God and how that helps us keep going and then even see his wisdom in his answers. And yesterday, like I said, David started out very sad with the death of Absalom, but then he began to rejoice, rejoice with his people in the victory and was made king again. So even when the answer is no, we see his wisdom in that. I'm not sure I made that point enough yesterday. But for today, we're going to look at J.C. Ryle and his room for spiritual growth. It seems some of his stuff is very hard, but he does give room for spiritual growth, and we're going to see that. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. We do bow before you once again and are reminded, as we are intensely in your word about prayer every single day, that our real prayer is, Father, we need you. Be merciful to us, sinners. Even as your children, Lord Jesus, we struggle so much with our sins and our sorrows and our lack of faith. Strengthen your children in rebuke or strengthen us in joy. But we do pray, whatever you do, you prepare us for heaven by preparing us for our conversation with you. We have only glimpses of what it might be like in heaven, but what lifts our souls to thy glory and excitement and joy is knowing that we are going to see you face to face. Our communication is going to be pure with no sin between us and only knowing your love and your mercy and growing in those things all the time we are in heaven with you. Set our hearts right now to understand, Lord, to get a hold of the abundant life through prayer and through your word. We submit this time to you. We do pray you would visit us today as we look at our struggles through prayer and the answers that you bring to us. Take this time and make it yours, sweet Jesus. We pray it in your name because of your blood in the power of the Holy Spirit, because of the love of the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are back again to our treatise on prayer with J.C. Ryle. And here's a paragraph. And like I said, we've seen kind of the rougher side in from our view from J.C. Ryle a few times. But we're going to see his wisdom and understanding and knowing that there is growth. There has to be growth in our Christian lives and in our relationship with God. And on page nine, I think it is, I may get the pages all mixed up, but in the treatise, he says this, I know that much may go on in a man's mind before he is brought to pray. He may have many convictions, desires, wishes, feelings, intentions, resolutions, hopes, and fears. But all these things are very uncertain evidences. They are to be found in the ungodly people and often come to nothing. In many a case, they are not more lasting than the morning cloud and the dew that passeth away. A real, hearty prayer coming from a broken and contrite heart is worth all these things put together. And there he talks about spiritual growth, and he talks about our desires, our convictions, wishes, feelings, intentions, resolutions, hopes, and fears that we all have. And as Christians, we have those as well in our seeking after God, in our endeavors to know him more and more and to do his will. And if you'll remember the sower of the seed, Jesus says that's going to happen. 
Seeds are going to fall on unredeemed ground, if you wouldn't mind me using that phrase. The rocky soil never turned to good soil and then back to rocky soil. And the shallow soil never turned to deep and then back to shallow. It was always shallow. And there are pretenders to Christianity who have the same feelings for a while, but they're feelings of the flesh and not of the spirit. And they only last for a short time and then they're gone. They passeth, they pass away. I almost said passeth away, but they pass away. But a real hearty prayer coming from a broken and contrite spirit is worth all these things put together. I knew a person and I witnessed to her, happened to be my mom before she got saved. And her main argument was she tried Jesus and it didn't work. She had all those feelings, intentions, resolutions, hopes, and fears. And so she turned to Jesus, not to him, but to get the things that she wanted. And it took many, many years for her to get over her bitterness until she moved from that. But a real hearty prayer coming from a broken and contrite spirit help us endure all those feelings, wishes, intentions. I may have shared with you a few weeks back. I'm pretty sure I did. But as I was praying and weeping at church over the message from the pastor, in my heart, one of the things I was saying was, Jesus, I wish I was better. I wish I was better, a better person, a better Christian. The thought came very quickly. If I was a better person, would I be humbly on my knees before God in this moment? And the answer is probably no. Without being brokenhearted and contrite in our spirit, our communication is less sincere in the presence of God than when we come in thinking we belong there or there's a, or there's a reason there or that there's something we deserve. And all of us have done that. Again, no judgment on my part. But as we are growing in our convictions and our desires before they come to fruition, before we are spiritually mature and we make many, many mistakes that we wish we would never have made, God does bring us, as he's answering those prayers for that relationship, he does bring us into trials to bring us close to him. And as we pray from that broken and contrite heart, and you'll remember David says that in Psalm 51 as well, when he's confessing his sins. But as we pray that, I'm reminded of Romans 5. This to me is a pretty astounding passage, and it is still amazing and even though I know the context and the answers and lived, have lived long enough, I'm an old man now, to understand this passage way better than before, it's never lost its luster for me. Romans 5, 1 through 6. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into his grace by which we stand. I would add, by which we grow as well, but I'm not going to add to Scripture. And we exalt, Paul goes on, and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope, and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. There he is again. For while we were helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And that's me and you, the ungodly. 
And as we look back at Ryle and we look back at his statement about our desires, wishes, convictions, intentions, resolutions, hopes, and fears, that's all contained there in Romans 5, all of those things. And we don't exalt in the tribulations for the tribulations. We don't say, this is really fun to be persecuted, to be struck down, to be sorrowful. But we rejoice in that tribulation because we know it brings about perseverance and proven character and hope. And those three things keep what Ryle says happens to the unbelievers from happening to us. As children of God, we are not like the morning cloud that wisps away or the dew that dries up. Our roots are deep in the love of God, again, in this passage, planted there by the Holy Spirit. And our real, sincere, dynamic, hearty prayers from our broken and contrite heart is worth more than anything else in the world. I will only paraphrase Samuel Rutherford. There's a few times in his letters where he basically, and this, believe me, is toning down from what he says when he's comparing the the beauties of God to this earthly life. He says, let the dirtbags have it. And like I said, That's a toned-down word for what he uses. And it's true, when we know the draw of heaven, they can have all this world. They can have every single piece of gold. They can have every shred of fine clothing. It's nothing compared to our relationship with the Holy God of the universe. And we saw from Hebrews a few lessons ago here in October, the faithful that are pointed out in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, and those that went about in sheepskins hiding in caves and holes in the ground. And they would testify when we get there and we talk to them, they will testify that it was worth it. But in Hebrews 12, we are faced again, much in the context of Romans 5, about discipline of the Lord, a discipline that we all go through. And it's a discipline that he gives every son whom he loves. And by those disciplines, we know we're not illegitimate children or we're truly sons of God. But in verse 10, comparing God's discipline to the discipline of our fathers, our fathers disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. And whatever you're going through, and whenever you're praying and you're seeking what God wants for you, remember, the center of what he wants for you is verse 11 of Hebrews 12. All discipline, for the moment, seems not to be joyful but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And I have to confess, I don't have that peaceful fruit of righteousness all the time. But by and large, through the discipline of the Lord, and he has, as the psalmist says, disciplined me severely, I understand a little bit of that peaceful fruit of righteousness. And it is worth it. In the end, it is worth it. And when we talk about the perseverance of the saints, which is a biblical concept or a theological concept, that we are going to make it to heaven, one of those things, the overcomers that Jesus talks about in the book of Revelation, is the same as our perseverance in this life. And that perseverance is what brings back to Romans 5, that proven character, and then that proven character increases our hope because we have that even in a small sense, that peaceful fruit of righteousness. And we can go on, and we will be of those overcomers. But as Ryle says, 
our real, hearty prayers coming from our broken and contrite spirit, that's what's worth all the endurance that we face now because we will be with the redeemed in heaven. Thank you, sweet Jesus, for today. We thank you for the wise words of J.C. Ryle. We thank you that our hearts are broken, that our pride is broken. So when we come into your throne room, we come in in humility and in wonder and in awe of you and your presence. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we know that you want us conformed to the image of your Son. Your purpose for us even being here now is that purpose. So mold us, make us into who we are supposed to be to the glory of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sweet Jesus, and help your people understand the glories and the perseverance and the proven character and the peaceful fruit of righteousness that comes through coming to you with our broken hearts and submitting to you that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for visiting us. Help us to meditate on the truth of your word. We pray it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. As we go today, let's dedicate ourselves to the knowledge that there is therefore now no condemnation for us. And brethren, let's pray for one another.